Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke with Phil Stormer, the founder and director of Stormer Music in Australia, a passion and experience-based music tutoring franchise across Australia. Listen as Phil chats about the idea behind Stormer Music, the types of customers Stormer Music is designed for, the roles and responsibilities of franchisees, who and what Phil is looking for in a franchisee, and more. Gina now to discover more about Stormer Music. everyone and welcome back to another episode of Eden Exchanges. My name is Ellen from the Eden Exchange team and today we're talking with Phil Stormer, the founder and director of Stormer Music and it's a business that's been turning the entire music tutoring franchise industry on its head. So without further ado, Phil, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ellen. It's great to be here. Now, what's been going on in the music industry at the moment? What's new with Stormer Music? Well, just like every industry, I think we're all kind of coming out of a two-year absolute mess. It was a it was a crazy time for the music industry. Obviously, gigs are getting cancelled and events and performances in our space, being able to run our lessons one-to-one in the rooms and run band programs and concerts and things like that. I haven't been able to do any of that. I guess the good news is that there's a bit more confidence coming back and, and parents and kids are keen to get out of the house and, and get off doing Zoom. So we're all back in the studio now and loving having music back. So gigs are coming back online, musicians are getting back to work. And so things are finally, after a couple of years, starting to pick up again, which has been great. Yes, definitely. I myself, I've just recently been to, to Barbara with Love at Hammer Hall. That was awesome. And I got to meet the performers too. <laughs> Amazing. Uh-huh. And we've also got like Moulin Rouge is still going on strong. So that's awesome. A lot of new music there. And apparently Human Nature has just performed at Uluru. And apparently that was a major hit. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Just so good to have gigs back. I think, you know, mm. you just sort of put a pause on the whole industry there. Musicians just stuck at home. And there's only, there's only so much you can do in a video format you know, online. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like being in, in person in a room with live music and yeah, nothing like it. So it's very glad it's back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Tina Arena has been an advocate for live music performances all throughout the pandemic mm-hmm. and she did her national tour last year, which was awesome. I managed to see that too in St Kilda. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Have you been attending any live shows? Yeah, when I can. It's, um yeah, like they're few and far between and then you'll you'll go to go to one and then they end up getting cancelled because someone's got, <laughs> got COVID or isolation. But yeah, certainly we get out and support the local venues and local concert halls and yeah, whoever's playing, you know, if you see a busker, throw them a few bucks. The more music, the better, as far as we're concerned. So any way that we can support it, we, just, we certainly do try to do that. Great. Awesome. There's nothing better than picking up your spirits with music, I always say. 100%. Mm. No, I do digress. Now, hopping back into the questions for today, Phil, can you start us off by telling us about your background and how you first became involved with Storm and Music? What is, what's your current role involving? Yeah, sure. So I'm the CEO and um, one of the founders and directors. So I started the business with my brother about 16 years ago, teaching from home. We're both musicians. I'm a guitarist and he's a drummer. And we just started teaching from home as well at uh, at a number of other music schools and just got into teaching that way and playing live, you know, professionally doing gigs as a soloist and in bands and in a duo. Basically just got really passionate about music education and music done well in a way that's tailored to students so rather than coming from a position where if someone wants to learn the you know learn the guitar or piano we're giving them a book and they just have to go through that process what we're really doing is we're trying to ask a student like why are you here what kind of music do you like what do you want to get out of it 
you know, do you have goals to be a professional musician or do you just want to enjoy it? You know, is this a hobby for you? And and then just exploring all kinds of music. You like metal? Amazing. You like country? Amazing. You like jazz? Let's do it. So we we just got very passionate about teaching and really seeing musicians do well and and also for families being able to access music for their kids. So working with parents to sort of say, well, you know, you're you're investing your time and your money in, in putting your child into music lessons, let's make sure you're getting outcomes for that. So doing things like concerts and, and things to add to the experience. So so I'm going down the track a little bit, but basically we started from the perspective of wanting to do music well, music lessons, and have grown that business from our parents' house up to what we're at today, which is eight studios across New South Wales and Victoria. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I do. I do recognize the need for teaching music well and also being passionate about it as well. I mean, I grew up in with a performing arts background and most of that also came from my high school. That was Korean high school in Perth. And we have, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Holland's Opus, but that music teacher was very passionate who guided students well. Yeah. We have a teacher there who's now head of the department who really taught passion he didn't have to provide much effort for it. He was just naturally able to do that. He got all the kids involved and it became a predominantly performing arts public school, which was fantastic. Awesome. And we got to compete in the International Music Festival every year. We got an automatic invite, which was awesome. That was so exciting for me to have my teachers there with me, my family there following me to Canberra, to Sydney, performing against countries all around the world. It was so amazing. And it was all about the passion. It was never about... Right, getting that hundred percent score on everything—it was all about just get up there and have fun, and that—that that is so valuable. And started, and it sounds like it started there with a, a passionate teacher who who wanted to share their, you know, their vision and their version of music and their appreciation of music. And it can mm. a good teacher can make you in the same way that a bad teacher can break you. So it's a very serious and important thing that you're doing as a as a music teacher. We're dealing with something that's very powerful and very important for for everyone and um, it just sounds like you've had a great experience there so that's awesome all mm, credit to them definitely they always channeled the natural talent of each of the students so some students were naturally attuned to pop music some classical some musical theater whatever the genre is even even electric guitar and bass in schools like especially in schools where programs are all about classical music and musical theater the teachers there all around this one head teacher they all just honed in their skills as yep you want to do this fine, we'll find you the best teacher who can teach you how to be your best self in this and have fun. And that was always important. I remember we had a classic guitar teacher who uh, specialized in acoustic guitar and we competed in the International Music Festival. He was so fun. We were playing guitar on the bus on the way and we were singing Beatles and all sorts. We were just having mad fun. And everyone was looking on the street at us as we were singing along the bus, singing the Beatles, and they're going, what's going on there? We're just smiling. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's how it should be. Music music has its place, not just on the stage, but also in community, you know, in in community activities like that. And, you know, playing a song Mm -hmm. on a bus, like that's... And, and that's obviously created like a beautiful memory for you, right? It's um, mm, It has. Yeah. And we got recognition back home as well. So we actually went to Parliament House and performed there. We just got asked on the spot when we were doing our little school tour. And they said, can you, can you give us a little preview of what you're doing in the concert? Mm. And then that got back to our council newspaper. Mm. And we yeah. ended up there saying we've never seen so many kids having so much fun and doing it well. And we're going, well, yeah. wow. 
Look, you're making my case for me, yeah. Ellen. Music. So so important <laughs> and so powerful and it, it's so impactful for young people. So it's what we're all about. Yeah. So what programs is Storm of Music involved in at the moment that's doing something similar? Yeah, so we're at its foundation, we're a music school. So we're teaching students of all ages, stages, abilities and walks of life to play musical instruments, whatever one they'd like to do. I think we're teaching over 20 different instruments now. And we're focused, as I alluded to in the intro, in tailored and personalized experiences. So we have people who come in and want to do classical and exams and a more academic approach, and we put them with teachers who can take them on that track. We also have people who come in and they just want to learn how to get better at karaoke, or they just want their kid to play some drums because they keep tapping on everything at home. So we're just, we're just all about providing those one-to-one experiences initially. And then what we do as a, as a business is furnish those experiences with further experiences to use what you're learning. So if you can learn to play some songs, well, that's one thing. But what about using those songs that you've learned to go and perform? So we do concerts a couple of times a year or go and use the, the skills that you've learnt on the drums and join a band. And so we've got a band program. Or how about you've been working really hard on that song all year. Why don't we go and record it? And so we have a recording program. And so what we're looking for is a furnished experience. So it's not just your lessons, but it's your lessons with a greater degree of experience that's optional. So people can choose. Maybe they want to be in a band. Maybe they don't. Maybe they want to do the concert. Maybe they don't. And just giving creative young people a chance to explore it on their own terms, whilst also making sure that we're honouring parents' commitment financially and time-wise for putting their children into music lessons and helping them practice during the week and make sure they're getting plenty of feedback and opportunity to see what's going on and to see measurable outcomes. So if your kid is performing at a concert that says, hey, they're good enough now that they're playing live, they couldn't do that before they came to us. So we're looking for those wins for families as well. And and then it's just a big creative experience in trying to give young people and families and musicians great experiences and great memories make our world a more musical place is like is what we like to say mm, yes definitely now you talked a little bit about your idea for building storm of music and how you came to that point can you tell us a little bit more about actually building the franchise that journey of turning it from an idea to a reality yeah so we started with i guess the the positive motivation of wanting to teach music and do it well and see students be able to engage with music on their own terms. And that's come from, I guess, a a collection of good teachers and bad teachers that my brother and I have had over the years, some who've just absolutely inspired us and encouraged us and pushed us forward, and then others who've who've been on the other end of that being quite discouraging and, and dispiriting. So wanting, obviously, not to do that to our students and trying really hard to be great teachers for them and mentors and support. And then having worked at a number of other schools, seeing what was good and also not good about the industry as it is. So working with a large number of musicians who are running schools, people who are running music shops, those kind of things. And they're all, look, they're all doing God's work as far as we're concerned, which is making making our world a more musical place. But I guess for us, we wanted to see it done in a different way, in a more a way that was more aligned to our values, which are, as I've said, making it about one-to-one tailored experiences, making sure parents are included and involved in the process and trying to really nail a smooth 
and beautiful experience for people. I'm not saying that we have nailed that and I'm not saying that we do nail that every time, but that's our goal. And so we, we strive daily to try and achieve that across all of our spaces and with our, with our team. So what was it like for you to suddenly see more students coming in and more people interested in owning franchises? What, what brought you joy at that moment? So with the students, obviously that's deeply gratifying to be, you know, one of your students refers a friend or, you know, your reputation gets out, you do a concert and then you get asked. And I've certainly always worked on the idea that we are, we're earning our outcomes. So this is not just, you know, fluffy marketing. It's actually, can we show that our students are improving under our work? Can we, can we show that our students are thriving and enjoying it? So if that's what's happening, then the word's getting out, then that's great. And, and to be able to give more people that opportunity is, as a real privilege. And I don't, I consider it a great privilege to work in this industry and, and to work with young people. I think it's very important work. And I think it's very, we've got to be very careful and very particular and very respectful. You know, we're working with kids, we're working with music, which is so powerful and we're working with families. So we take that very seriously is basically what I'm trying to get at. And in terms of how that goes with the franchises, this is, it's very similar in that we're taking a franchisee and we're understanding why they're here and what do they want to get out of it? Why are you, why have you approached the music school? Why do you want to work with us? Why not do it yourself? Why do you want to do work with Stormer Music as opposed to, you know, another chain? What are your goals over the next five, 10 years? Because we're going to be working together. I know that I'm going to get the best from them and they're going to get the best from me when we have an understanding about what we're all trying to achieve. So in many ways, we're treating our franchises like our students, which is one-to-one tailored experiences, education. We're going to teach you how to run a music school in a great way, help you not to make the mistakes that we've made over the years and let you leverage what we've built to make something even better than what we could have done without them. And touching on your franchisees, can you tell us a little bit more about the role? What's involved in running a business and their day-to-day? Sure. So we've designed our franchise to be, there's two, two ways you can enter into the franchise. So there's one way, which is as a musician, and there's another way as a business owner, operator, administrator. So if we, we start with a musician, this is how I started the business with my brother. We're both musicians. We don't have any business experience, no training. We're literally coming in as teachers and building the business around us. And from that perspective, if a musician comes in as a franchisee, that's someone who understands the work of teaching, but doesn't understand the mechanics and the administration to put around that. So when it's a musician, we're working on them, on them to get better at administration, marketing, sales, finance, and all just the day-to-day of running a studio. And from the other side, if we're dealing with someone who's coming in perhaps from another industry, perhaps they're interested in working with kids, they like families, they like the, you know, the one-to-one tuition model, or maybe they're coming out of, you know, maths coaching or a health sector, then they're coming in and they're saying, well, look, this sounds good, but I don't know anything about music, to which we say, no problem. That's what we're here for, teach music. So we take them through the journey then from the perspective that they don't understand music tuition. And so the training and the onboarding and the process is all about them becoming a subject matter expert in what we do and then bringing their business acumen, capacity and skills to bear in the running and administration of the studio. 
Now, you mentioned before that people come to Storm of Music for different reasons, either as they want to get better at karaoke or they want to learn the drums or it's a part of a school program. So does the franchisee also attend 10 gigs with the students? Do they watch their um, students perform, maybe even attend karaoke? Yeah, so the really best way to think about being a franchisee is you become your local champion for music. So you are your towns, your communities go-to music person. We would anticipate that, if not already, that you would be going to gigs, you're going to concerts, you're going to festivals, you're supporting local people, you're um, advocating for live music opportunities with the council, you're being involved in the Chamber of Commerce and talking about how we can get more music happening. And being just a positive and contributing and active part of the musical community that you're in and giving and absolutely being there to see your students succeed. So if they need you there to, you know, at the concert, if they need you there to, you know, support them at the exams, all of that sort of thing, that's just being an active participant in the life of your students' education and a a great steward of that. So our business is built on this idea of high-level corporate efficiency, running things well, make sure the billing's on point, make sure enrollments are working, et cetera, et cetera. But also this deeply local approach where we're getting to know our students by name and understanding what's going on for them and understand what's happening in the local schools and the local community and being a part of that. And so it's it's both high-level corporate and extremely local at the same time. And that certainly means contributing positively to the local musician community. And about the skill sets required, you mentioned that not everyone comes on board with a musical background. They may start with a passion for music. As a part of the business model, do they need to have some level of skill in music? No, not at all. They could come completely from scratch. So we will educate them on how the industry works and what they're looking for. And then we have processes for hiring to weaknesses. So as a guitarist, I could certainly... You know, I have a nuanced perspective on our guitar program and our guitar teachers and how we how we do that side of things. But don't ask me about drums. Don't ask me about piano. I wouldn't know. However, I know how to hire. I know how to ask the right questions. I, I work with musicians. So I can find teachers and find experts in the areas where I'm I'm stuck. Now, for a franchisee who's coming into the industry and doesn't have that, those networks or have those capacities, that's what we're bringing as a franchise. So you can start a music school from scratch for sure, and you can build your own networks, you can build your own understanding. But if you start with a franchise, you're coming with our network of you know hundreds and hundreds of musicians, and you're coming with our expertise on how to deal with someone who is a musician, what they're after, what their motivators are what their demotivators are and helping essentially someone who's not musically literate to speak musician and to understand how to do that. And it's the same for a musician. Many musicians will struggle with the idea of business. You know, how do you run your books? How do you run your schedule? How do you do enrollments? How do you handle staff? You know, all of these questions that business people have to handle. We're coming at it from the other side to say, hey, musician, you're passionate about this industry you're a great teacher, you know what you're looking for on that side of things, let us help you to run it. And that way you're going to have an efficient music program that's also, that's musically creative and runs with excellence and professionalism. 
And can you tell us more about the franchise business model itself? What's involved as a part of the package and what can a new franchisee look forward to? I guess the best way to think about it in, in the initial is in two ways. So you're, you're buying the studio itself. So we're fitting out a space completely ready to go. It's a turnkey franchise. So we'll fit out your space ready to go for lessons from day dot. And then the second half of it is the training resources and administration that goes into running a music school. So that would include thousands of pages of information and expert knowledge. It it includes all of our systems and infrastructure that are in our current studios that will be remodeled for their studio. And it, it comes with all of the training and support, which is both you know, a thorough deep dive in the beginning and then ongoing training and support as the as their business matures and develops over time and as they, as an entrepreneur and franchisee, become wiser and more understanding about what they're doing, they, they've got ongoing support from our team in the head office and also from their peers. So there's a lot of almost sideways mentorship. We're working together to solve problems because we're all in this together. And our model is built on the success of all involved. We're not interested in selling a franchise to someone who's going to fail because it matters to us that you that you succeed, both just purely on a financial level, we don't get a return if you don't succeed, but also we're, we're not here to burn people. We're here to look after people. We're here to give people opportunities and experiences, and we're looking for partners in that. So any of our franchisees are going to experience a great deal of support and encouragement as they build it up. So that's what you get for the franchise. You get the school, you get the administration, and you get the support and all of all of the infrastructure that we bring to bear from over 15 years having run music schools. And based on your experience with Storm Music franchise and seeing franchisees come and go, what personality and skill sets work best for this type of business? Well, in the same way, that just going back to this tailored approach, I think you can come at it from a number of different directions. If you're a people person, you're going to love aspects of this business. It's highly relational. You're dealing with staff, you're dealing with kids, you're dealing with mums, and you're constantly around people. Now, that is great, but also comes with a lot of, you know, sometimes you're going to have to put your serious hat on, your boss hat on, you know, you have to handle a complaint. And so it comes with that. And so in the same way, if you're great at finance and admin, that's really good. But other times you're going to find it really challenging to deal with stuff that you're not as interested in or well-versed in. I'd say one of the key contributors to success is your relationship to stress. So someone who does this business has to have a very clear relationship to stress, which is not to say you don't get stressed, but knowing how to handle things as they come up, when they come up in a dynamic way that solves the problem and also attempts to fix the problem for the future so it doesn't come up again. And if you have just a cool, calm mind about yourself and then you just roll up your sleeves and get it done if you've got that kind of attitude you'll do really well here because things things will be running and then things will just come at you and you got to deal with it and so having that relationship to problem solving and delegation and working with the people around you to get things done that's a huge contributor that i've seen to the success of our staff and franchisees that sounds really on point definitely well said Now, Phil, looking back at your journey as the founder of Stormer Music, what advice can you offer to anyone who wants to follow in your footsteps and start their own business? So starting from scratch, 
you have to really think about the the future. You have to have the future in mind. So if you are thinking, well, I'll just, you know, start doing this hobby and try to turn it into a job, that's all well and good and all credit to you. That's where that's where most of us started. But you need to think, well, where is this going? What do I want to get out of it? How long will I give this till, you know, I reach a certain outcome? And and really consider the future because, you know, an example would be, well, I started as a guitar teacher from home and now here we are 15 years later, I'm on a podcast talking about my franchises. I I certainly didn't have that picture in mind. That's not to say that I could have had this picture in mind and that this was a bad outcome. It's just to say, think about what you really want before diving in because you become a guitar teacher and the next thing you're having to become, you know, a subject matter expert on, you know, ATO regulations on payroll. Everything comes at, at interesting costs and interesting things that you haven't considered yet. Now, all of those costs and all of those consequences could certainly be appropriate and reasonable and could be what you just need to pay as as the price of doing business. And that's awesome. And we need more creative, good people pushing the needle forward, particularly in our industry. But think about that seriously before entering into it because, and not every idea should be turned into a business. There are some great businesses out there that could do with support for great people from a middle management perspective or as a second in command. So just think about that before going in. But if you've got, you know, if you feel like from there, you're ready to go, do it. Why not? Okay, great. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you, Phil and everyone at Stormer Music for lending us your time and chatting about the fantastic franchise opportunity that is Stormer Music. No worries. Now, for anyone listening to this podcast who would like to know more or kickstart the franchise process, just click the button below to submit your interest and Stormer Music will get in touch ASAP and set you on your franchising journey. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast today, Phil. For more opportunities like this one, please head to our website and check out the latest franchises, businesses for sale, and investment opportunities available. I'm Ellen on behalf of the Eden Exchange team, and please be sure to hit that follow button to stay notified with our episode drops. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke with guest Phil Stormer, the founder and director of Stormer Music in Australia, a passion and experience-based music tutoring franchise across Australia. To find out more about Phil and Stormer Music, or to discover other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbuyinvest.com. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes, or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. For recent info on the buying, selling and investing world. Until next time, thanks for listening.